0: God, you call me by my name. name. The love you give me, I just can't deny. Yeah. No longer blinded, I can seal. Hello everyone. Hello everyone. Welcome back to Daughters Everything Podcast. I'm so glad to be back, you guys. I was on sabbatical for a month and I just took the time to rest and really to depend on the Lord about what to do next. Uh, For my podcast and things like that. I really just wanted to take the time to just take a break. As you may know, literally in 15 days, a year from now, I started my ministry a year from now. It is so crazy that it's been a year already. And so, October, October 20th. Let me get myself comfortable. October 20th is when it's my anniversary for my podcast podcast which is so crazy so wild to me but yeah we're gonna go ahead and get right into this episode uh this episode i don't really plan on doing too much um i just want to basically encourage y'all on today and i just pray that this episode blesses you so let's go ahead and get right into prayer so father god um i just thank you for being back thank you for um Whoever is listening right now, I pray that this episode will bless them, Lord God. I pray that you would give them the right <clears throat> mind and spirit and heart posture towards this message, Lord God. I pray that they will receive it In Jesus' name, amen. This episode of Jesus by the title is called Conflict, Combat, Confront, and Comfort: Navigating Disagreements with People in a Godly Way. So I'm your host, Deja, or Ladesia. Uh, i know that i haven't really been like telling people my first name i always tell people oh it's deja it's deja it's deja so they can say something like more easier but i realized and i was having this discussion with my friend chrislyn i was having a discussion with her and i was like um we was talking about names and how important they are and stuff like that and we was like we really been like dimming our light in a way because we were telling people that we just met oh my name is Deja oh my name is Chris whatever these like short knit names so that way they won't pronounce our our real names wrong so I know this is my first time saying this but my actual name is La Deja okay but people will always say La Dacia La Deja or like they just will say it wrong like it would just be so annoying so basically that is my name okay so I just pray that now that you know my name, you can put my name and my face, you go together, right? So, basically, you might be wondering why I have this like scarf thing on my head, and I just realized that uh, Paul talked about something about women um, covering their head while they pray, um, and that's why a lot of people wear hats in church, or you know what I'm saying. And I've been seeing it like more lately. And it's just a form of modesty, basically. And I know I'm about to be preaching the word of God. I know I just pray to y'all, so I just want to cover my head. So that's simply what that is. Okay, so the definition of conflict is a serious disagreement or argument. The Bible calls this a quarrel, which is a tribal issue between people who are usually on good terms, okay? So I'm pretty sure you've dealt with conflict. I'm pretty sure you've had conflict with other people. I know I've had, I can speak for you if you haven't, but I'm pretty sure you've had dealt with some type of conflict in your life that literally was like, OMG, like, I don't know how to handle this. I don't know how to face this. What are they saying? What am I supposed to do with this? Like, It's it's a lot. It's stressful. It's hard. Um, there might be a lot of emotions like anger, resentment, bitterness towards that person or that situation. And so, that's what I'm going to talk about. So, when you combat something, you're fighting between armed forces like a battle biblically, <coughs> biblically, biblically, oh my gosh, whatever. <laughs> in the Bible, we should be combating the devil, his demons in our flesh. They are our enemies. We can bat them with our armor of God. And the spiritual armor of God is the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the hammer of salvation, the sword of the spirit, the shoes of readiness, the bread of truth, and the boots of peace. That is the spiritual armor of God. So you need to be putting this on daily to combat the devil. So when you confront, you meet someone face to face with hostile or argumentative intent. And comfort is a state of physical ease and freedom from pain or constraint, room for four people to travel, and comfort the easing or elevation of a person's feelings of grief or distress. So let me give you scripture. Ephesians 6.12 says we're not fighting against human enemies. Instead, we're fighting against the rulers and the powerful spirits that have authority over this dark world. We're fighting against the bad spirits who live in the heavens. And then Matthew 7.3 says... Perhaps you want to tell your friend about his little mistake. If you won't do that, first remember your own bigger mistake. So basically take the speck out of your own eye first. And then Matthew 8, 19 says, two people may agree together to ask God for something. If they agree like that, then my Father in heaven will give them what they asked for. So people who come together, when two or more are gathered, God is with them, right? And then... 2 corinthians 1 4 says when we have trouble he comforts us because of that we ourselves can comfort other people when they have any kind of trouble we can comfort them in some in the same way that god has comforted us okay so like i said i'm pretty sure you've had conflict so i'm breaking this down step by step on how to deal with conflict so number one acknowledge that there's conflict acknowledge that okay there's something wrong there's something wrong with this situ- whether it's a situation or it's a person whether it's a disagreement or whatever matter it is acknowledge it okay and then you're gonna combat it when you combat it you combat in prayer you don't combat by using your mouth and thinking before um speaking before you think you want to think before you speak and that in the christian way thinking before you speak is really just telling god those thoughts before you say anything else to that person, okay? So go to God in prayer. Go into God in prayer about that person, about that conflict, and tell God the way you feel, the way that happened, how you feel, and basically to reveal anything in you that could be hindering y'all's relationship or whatever that you could work better on. Don't go into the prayer and just, because a lot of times with the world, they handle conflict as like this revengeful rightful angry type of way and it end up what does that do it ends up with relationships ending god doesn't want relationship all i'm not gonna say that he doesn't want relationships to end with people because there's some people that really aren't supposed to be in your life okay but the people that he's destined to be in your life, like you've got to know how to handle that conflict with them. Because God is a God of reconciliation and restoration, okay? And I've dealt with this this year. And so basically, don't handle it in a worldly way. Go to it in a godly way and confront it <clears throat> combat it in prayer start rebuking the devil okay immediately when you get in prayer go ahead and rebuke the devil go ahead and subject your flesh to that cross because the enemy will play in your mind about that person he will start giving you even like stuff that hasn't even been unsaid this is what's called this is why it's called assumptions Okay, the enemy will begin to pour thoughts into your mind that that person did not say that's not how they meant it or anything. He'll start doing all that to make you resentful and bitter towards them. And that's just kind of that's just what the enemy does. He does that. To cause division, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's not on your team. So, when people have conflict, when people are in an argument, he loves that. He thrives off that. Because what do people do? They act based off their feelings and their emotions. And I'm not saying that it's nothing that your emotions don't matter, they do matter, but it's about how you deal with them. So, if you feel in a certain way, go to prayer first. So that way you know how to process those emotions and explain to that person, like, hey, I felt this way instead of you did this, you did this, you did that. And that is the issue with uh, handling conflict today. When you handle conflict and people confront each other in the world today in a the culture, they usually start off with you. They usually start off by blaming the other person. You don't want to blame the other person. You want to acknowledge your sins, acknowledge what you did wrong, and then tell them how they made you feel. You see what I'm saying? So you're not just saying, oh, You should have never cussed me out. You're saying, I felt disrespected when you used that type of language. You see the difference? You see the difference in tone, the difference in wording? Our words matter and the Bible says those who, um, what was it? What was it the Bible verse? Basically, like, the words you speak, you will eat its fruit. So, if you're speaking bad stuff, you're going to reap and sow and that's just what you're going to, um, reap what you sow sorry so basically and then the bible also says that we will be judged based upon our words like god is going to judge us of the things that we said to people and all these things like that so come back okay that's that was number two number three when after you done prayed about it you don't talk to the holy spirit you don't set up an arrangement a time time um you're going to set an arrangement and a time to meet this person face to face. Be sure that this environment that you're meeting them in is what they agree on too. Like be sure that it's mutual. Like if y'all agree to meet at, uh, let's say Panera, or let's say uh, your, your house, or let's say a park or whatever, be sure that that person is comfortable in the environment. Okay, cause in the past I've had conflict. Okay, I had conflict with my friend. And there were moments where I, like, when we had conflict, I wanted to make sure that we choose a place where both people will be heard, okay? So I didn't want to necessarily invite her to my house because I didn't want her to feel like, oh, like, it's her house and it's, mm, I'm wording it all wrong. I didn't want her to make it feel like, oh, it's my house and basically because I have authority over my over my house. Right. So I didn't want her to feel like, oh, like she couldn't fully express how she feels just because she's in my house, if that makes sense. So make sure that you're in an environment where the person feels like they can fully be themselves. In the conflict okay so after the conflict is over of course like invite them back to your house invite them back to whatever you know i'm saying but make sure it's just an environment where it's safe okay and i'm not saying that my house wasn't a safe space for my friend i'm just saying that most times like let's say if someone let's say you're having conflict with someone okay and let's say that like this person maybe they threaten you okay and they're like hey like can you come over so we can talk you're gonna be skeptical a little bit about coming over to talk at their house like because they just got finished threatening you you know so it's just all about basically being mindful like just be mindful just be mindful it's not about like Oh, you don't trust that person or they don't trust you it's just more so about like just being aware like having that self-awareness to like say you know what like let's go to a park let's go out to eat and talk about this like you know just have especially over food like there was time me and my friend we had um well we had conflict and we would hash it out we would go to a park and we'll just talk about it. And then, literally afterwards, guess what? We we went out to eat after we settled that conflict. Like nothing ever happened. And that is what I'm talking about. You want to handle it in that way, where the relationship is not going to end, where the relationship is going to continue to thrive and grow, and y'all going to learn each other. So that leads me to my next point: comfort. Okay, God is our comfort. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. So be sure. <clears throat> Be sure that, okay. So after you confronted this person, you told them how you feel, they told you how they feel. And hey, it could have been like a, oh, I'm sorry I made you feel that way. I was going through XYZ, okay? So now you're confident comforting them you're like oh wow I'm sorry like I didn't even know you was going through that I didn't even know so now like you realize that what they did against you wasn't even personal so you begin to comfort this person about whatever matter that they was dealing with but also that person should have what they should have communicated that hey um I am going through something but also it is also our responsibility to know that not everybody body and every person or whatever they're not going to tell you every single thing that's going on in their life so you have to understand that people go through things and to not take offense and take it personal. so like i said i can admit i've been there I've been in conflict. I've been where I took offense. I took stuff personal. I've been in a place where the enemy was just after my thoughts. He was after my mind. He was after my relationships. He was after my relationship with my biological dad. And if you don't know my testimony, you can go on YouTube and it's up there. He was after my relationship with my friend. Like literally we went through so much conflict, but we handled it in such a graceful, mature way. That it's like okay, all that we went through, it was just building our friendship. Like it was just building us up. Like it, conflict is not bad. I know nobody wants to say this, and nobody, everybody wants to shy away from it. But conflict is not bad. Jesus had conflict. He had conflict with the Romans. Jesus had conflict with the Pharisees. He handled it in a godly way, though. So it's not wrong to argue. It's not wrong to have conflict. It's not wrong to have anger. But don't let those anger, the emotions, the arguments, the conflict, to control you, to dictate that. Like, don't literally throw away a whole relationship. And when I mean by relationships, I'm not talking about romantic. I'm talking about. I'm talking about all the above. I'm ta- not just romantic. I'm talking about your relationship with God, your relationship with your friends, your family, um, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever. Don't just throw away the whole relationship or whatever just because y'all went through something and you didn't like what they said. Go to it in prayer. Go to God. If it's one person that knows everything about a situation, about a person, it is God. Go to him in prayer about that person. Don't go to your friend trying to gossip, oh, they did this to me, they did this to me. I know that's the culture. I know that is the culture way of responding to conflict, but the godly way is prayer. Go pray about that person. Go intercede about that person. Go fight for your friendships. Go fight for your those relationships. Go handle it in a mature way. And I promise you, those who are faithful with much will be trusted. Those who are faithful with little will be trusted with much. So if you're handling these things and you're praying, like God, give me more Christian friends. God, give me um um send me my husband god do this god do that god is going to trust you because he's seen your he's seen the way your character was when you was experiencing trials and tribulation when you was experiencing conflict like no other he's seen your character he's seen the way you handle it so when he blesses you he don't have to worry about, is she going to fumble the bag? He's going to know that you're going to set out, like you're going to carry that plan out. You're going to carry out what he told you to do, that obedience, because of the testing of your faith. That's all it is. It's just a test. My, um, my, um, thing keeps sliding back. Um, I keep trying to tighten it, but I guess the way my braids are, it just keeps sliding back. So don't mind. Don't mind that. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that is literally what it comes to. So the issue comes to play when we're dealing with everyday conflict, whether it's an unbeliever or a believer. Now there's sometimes I know someone's probably like, well, what if that person don't want to confirm, uh have a conversation? What if they are? What if they're just lashing out? What if it's my parents? What if it's this? What if it's that? Well, still handle it in a godly way. If it is an unbeliever, if it's someone that doesn't who isn't Christian or who, who isn't respecting you in that moment, even though you're trying to like hash it out, even though you're trying to forgive and all this stuff like that and move forward, if they're not trying to, I guess, reconcile, then there's literally nothing you can do, okay? All you can do is do your part. But however, most people don't want to do what I'm about to say. Sometimes you gotta put that pride aside. And you got to look them and look at that person in the face and ask them, put what whatever they did to do, put it aside. Forgive them. Go in prayer, like I said. And literally ask them what's going on. Like, how can you help them? And I bet you they will have an answer for you. They might have an answer for you. They might. I'm not going to say I 100% surely know, but most times people don't, people won't help but they don't wanna ask for help. So if you ask them like, hey, what can I do for you? Even though they just stand against you, I know that's hard, but that is comfort. So sometimes you might have the conflict first, then you go pray about it. You might have to comfort them before you confront them, okay? That is the only thing that I would say about that, like that particular situation so in the bible we all know the story of job if you don't know the story of job then you should go read it like asap so job was a man after god's heart he was faithful he was pure and all these things like that satan is pretty much like i'm gonna just quickly paraphrase satan was pretty much like lord he's faithful because you're blessing him and god is like no like job he's gonna be faithful regardless of what he has basically and satan was like well let me um Basically, uh do whatever I want to him. God said, okay, you can do whatever you want to him, but don't kill him. So Satan ends up killing, like taking out Job's children, his flock, like all of his possessions, all of these things, right? So Job lost everything, okay? His friends are questioning him, like, what do you do against God where you're going through something like this? His wife was like, curse God, and you know what I'm saying? And it was just a lot. Imagine the way Job felt all of that conflict. It wasn't just people. It wasn't just his wife or his friends, but it was also also circumstantial conflict. And what did Job do? He continued to pray. What did Job do? He asked God questions. He didn't lash out on his friends or, or he didn't like get so rattled up in his emotions in front of people. He went to God and handled that. Whatever he was feeling, he went to God. There's literally, Job is a long book. Literally, there's Chapters and chapters of him just asking God all these questions, and God is like, "Who are you to ask me this? Was you here when I created the heavens earth? Was you here when I did this?" God is basically like, "Look, I know everything. I created you. I knew you would be able to carry this out." And God responded to him out of comforting him, out of letting him know, like, "Look, I have my hand upon your life. I have my hand upon your." Everything that you've been through. Like I have my hand upon you. And then God blessed him even more than before. He handled conflict in a godly way. And he got blessed because of it. What type of conflict have you dealt with in your life? And how has that blessed that particular person, thing, or whatever? I know for me, I've had conflict. And I can tell you, when I handled it in a godly way, it blessed my life. It blessed. And I don't, see, when people think of blessing, they think of this word that is all about money. That is not what blessed means. You can be blessed in your health. You can be blessed in your finances. You can be blessed in your character. And I say that that blessed me in my character of God to know how to handle things in the right way. So, like I said, number one, first, acknowledge there's conflict. Two, combat it in prayer. Three, confront them. Four, comfort them. And the Lord will comfort you both. And God will grace, give you grace enough to handle that relationship. And when something comes up again, now you know how to handle it. So, that is how you handle conflict as a Christian, okay? Now, there like i said disclaimer there's people that are not meant to be in your life and you have to go to god about that god will literally pray that dangerous prayer lord if they're not supposed to be in my life lord god please remove them and he will he will and he will show you so definitely like take all of this to prayer i don't know what conflict you're dealing with today but literally i was like lord i don't know what to talk about and Literally, I was like, okay, I'm gonna talk about conflict because literally I've been through this all year Back-to-back conflict with people and is that bad? No, it's not bad. It's not bad to have a disagreement with someone It's bad if you handle it in an ungodly way because the culture tells you to get your lip back God says forgive them the culture says Go talk about them to somebody else. God says, go tell them about them. (laughs) Don't go tell somebody else about somebody else. Like, that's that's dumb. Like, just go to them. It's, It's just that simple. Like, be mature about it. Like, there's no room for all of that unnecessary stuff. Because if you gossip about someone that you claim you love, you really already kind of destroyed that friendship, that relationship, or whatever. Because it's like... How can they trust you? And when you do it this way, it builds trust. It builds honesty. It builds patience. It builds perseverance and endurance. All the things that the Bible promises us. So anyway, I hope this episode bless you. And I pray that, you know, whatever conflict you're dealing with, that you take it to the Lord. That you honestly, like, take it to the Lord. Don't, I mean, and there's no, like, time limit on how to handle conflict take your time but don't drag it out like I feel like if something happened let's say something happened yesterday you got offended yesterday let's say you got offended yesterday by the way the bible says if you got offended first you're supposed to go tell them because how's that person gonna know that you're offended so you need to go tell them first because you're the one that got offended right you gotta confront them first but you obviously like I said combat it with prayer first so let's say something happened yesterday and it's today it's been 24 hours and you still haven't said nothing to this person. And then tomorrow comes. It's been 48 hours. And then the next day, 72 hours. It's been three days you haven't said nothing. That is not how you want to go about it. As soon as it happens, go to prayer. Let God speak to you. Go to the Bible verses that talks about conflict. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible, y'all. And then... After, I would say, don't let it go past 48 hours. Don't let it go past two days of them from that offense. Go ahead and tell them. I remember I used to wait till the last minute to tell my friends something was wrong. I used to wait two whole weeks later telling them, like, like I was holding a grudge. That's what you're doing. When you wait and you wait and you wait, you're building this grudge and resentment this bitterness towards them. You already made up in your mind of what they're going to say, how they're going to react, and how you're going to react. Like, that's not biblical. That's not going to help your relationship or your friendships, okay? I've lost friendships. I've lost relationships. I've lost things. And most likely, why? It was because of the conflict and because it wasn't communicated in the way that was God-armed. So now, when I have an issue or I feel some way with my friends or with someone, I tell them, I tell them, I say, you know, I feel X, Y, and Z. And now it's in the air. Now they know. And the good thing about godly friends is that they will pray with you, not against you. But when you have conflict, like with people in the world, you do not they probably praying against you. But it's still for you as a Christian to pray for them. You get what I'm saying? So I hope all of this makes sense. I think it's as simple as just going to God first. And he will give you the direction, the Holy Spirit. And also, ghosting is not God-honoring. In fact, I feel like ghosting is considered a sin because the Bible tells us to do the opposite of ghosting someone. The Bible tells us to go to someone. And I've ghosted people. I've blocked people without even telling them and that is not unfair imagine being on the other side of the phone not wondering what you did wrong that's not right so don't ghost them just be honest and after you're gonna have the conversation and maybe you, you maybe you feel like the friendship or the relationship is not going in in a good direction that's pushing me towards god or whatever you can say it in that conversation like hey i don't think this is going to work out but tell them you know And make sure God wants you to end that that thing too, okay? Because sometimes we leave things before even acknowledging this thing keeps sliding back. Like, we leave things before even acknowledging it to God first. So, yeah, that's just kind of what I have to say. I pray this bless you. Uh, Make sure you go like, subscribe, share this with someone. And follow me on all my social platforms. And, yeah, God bless you. Bye.